Welcome to the Bourbon Boys. I am joined by Gene. What's up, Gene? Hello. How's it going? This is Gene's third appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. You don't have to fight anybody this time? Although we didn't have to fight anybody last time. Kevin no. gave in too easily. But I can fight people in person today, <laughs> so uh, not a bad deal. You got the liquid courage going now. <laughs> water. <laughs> Halfway through the day, What's it's that? water. You got kicked I out. Was, I thought I was special. No. <laughs> <laughs> you want one too? Yeah. You can talk Seagrams and who I, knows what else. I already got him. Oh. Probably could have done 45 minutes with him. Really? Yeah. Dang. All right. Well, we're uh, talking about uh, Gene. We're here at uh, Galena. 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 That's every time. Galena Whiskey Weekend. Galena Whiskey Weekend. Uh, Gene has a very special bottling he brought with him. What's the special bottling? It's a Mattingly blend, which uh, I think the the uh, results speak for themselves. A lot of people tried it and loved it. Um, in short, it's a blended whiskey. Um, but what I wanted to do was have master distillers from all over the country and world uh, actually blend our products. So this first one I had uh, Jeff Mattingly blend. I had a two-and-a-half-year MGP uh, bourbon. Uh, that I offered him. I offered him our uh, Polish rye whiskey. It was finished in a red wine barrel, and I also offered him some 11-year light whiskey. He Mm -hmm. thought that a blend of the light whiskey and the Polish rye was the best, and then we finished it in a 15-gallon X-Rye cask and bottled it. There's about 54 bottles that are going to retail, and uh, 44 of them are going to Tim's and Family Liquor. Oh, nice. Good stuff. Everybody seems to enjoy it. I... uh, I was happy with it. Is that the hit of the show so far at your table? Uh, at our table, I would say between that and the Krumpnik, of all things, the non-whiskey uh, was a huge hit. I know a lot of people brought their significant others, and being one of the only non-whiskey spirits there, it's it's this sweet candy liqueur. There are a lot of people that weren't whiskey people but were tagging along that really loved it. So between that and the uh, blend, they were, they were both big. Nothing like paying $100 to have your non-whiskey lover here. You know, yeah, but you love them, so you do it anyway. I guess. That's what they say. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, we've got a few interesting things we've got coming up. We've got a uh, rye-finished light whiskey that I'm super pumped about. I also brought a bit of this for you to try. This isn't the barrel that we got. um, But this is that, yeah, it's a Canadian whiskey. Um, I can tell you that it's Diageo-owned now, uh, the distillery. Um, It was aged in a used... Four Roses bourbon barrel, and it's 53% rye. So I'm trying to get into, you know, the whole brand's built on some of the different whiskeys. We're not really your bourbon or, or classic MGP rye people. We get some of the different stuff, and this one stuck out to me, and I think it's pretty damn good. So for the people that didn't listen to the first two, well, the first time you came on, you told us what you do. What do, what do you do? In short, we're an American independent bottler. So... Think of us like your uh, Alexander Murray's, your um, signatories and all that. We source barrels from around the world, um, and we can say around the world now because Canada and Poland uh, finish or just bottle at single single cask, cask strength, and then we have the one whiskey that is a uh, blend of cask strength whiskey. So pretty good stuff. Man, that's funky. Isn't it? It's kind of like an adventure, and, and also the reason why I did it was this redefines Canadian whiskey for people that think of Canadian whiskey. It's got a weird candy twist on the Yeah. End. 
it's funky. It's it's uh, 53 rye, but what I think gives it that twist is the uh, high proof. So you have to remember, you don't, uh, you know, American whiskey, you distill it to, what, 125 proof? Uh, or you distill it to under 140, and then you barrel it at 125, whatever it is. Canada doesn't have those rules, so that was distilled a lot higher than the uh, American rye would be. I'm going to let my wife t- taste it so we can see her face. <laughs> the non-whiskey people. She had some Elmer T. Lee earlier, and she enjoyed it. So That's good. What did you enjoy here the most? I haven't That's had good... anything, really. Okay. <laughs> I sat down here and started recording podcasts, so hopefully I get it done so I can enjoy the second one and I can actually say what I Oh, like definitely. And, and I think something cool about this event, first you can try the stuff from everywhere, but I think in my mind, you know, what are these distillers that are really sticking out uh, that are younger now and, and kind of approaching maturity? You've got uh, Woodenville. Uh, Wilderness Trail. I think there's some stuff that came from Oz Tyler around here somewhere. Uh, Oz Tyler is one that I'm not all that excited because they do a Terra blend, I think, or Terra Pure. So they they do that on top of it. So there is a bottle from Oz Tyler that's got Terra Pure, and I you saw my comment about it. Yes. I think it's trash. I I, I gave I it a chance Pure. too. If, if if I liked it, I would have said that I liked it. But yeah, it was trash. But they're bourbon itself when they don't do that i think it's good stuff and i think when it comes to age it's going to be really good so uh i've had i've been offered three-year barrels of it and it's you know what good deal right now i'll tell you right now you want to talk about the the bourbon boom kentucky compared to mgp right now when it comes to the younger stock they're the same price if not a little bit cheaper to get it from kentucky well, MGP is going to have to start coming down on their stuff. They need to there. start coming down. Absolutely need to start coming down if they want to uh, get their stock back up. Get their stock back up and not get bought out and whatever. That'll be interesting to see if they can't, if they get bought out. They're so big, though, that'd be a tough sale. It'd have to be a large, like, Buffalo Trace. Yep. It would have to be them. I could also see, uh, eh, would Diageo? Diageo probably doesn't want them. I've got no clue who would want them. And, and I feel like somebody, if it was in the right hands, it would be huge. And, and I don't mean, you know, it, it's already huge. People love it. Don't get me wrong. But I think it would be financially sound, too, which is they would also have an in-house brand that was worth a shit. Yeah, but. I mean, their brands, That's what I think that's what's really done the worst for them is putting yeah. out their own brands. Remus should be, and I wish it was, it's getting better. Number three was pretty good. But Remus should be as good as Blum. It should be as good as uh, Belmede, older Belmede stuff. Should be as good as a smooth ambler old scout, but it isn't. And that is 100% on them because they've they've got they're the ones who sold off the stock in the first place. They've got access to the exact same barrels. So a lot of the stuff they're offering is younger. So yep, just like that redemption stuff that I had. It's not from them, but the redemption that I had from Benny's was like it had to be two years old. I don't. I think was really was looking forward to that. And, and that's the problem. Uh, and I haven't tried yet. I want you to try it with me. Um, Dave Schmier's bottle. The Tumbling Dice four year, yeah. that's a barrel proof. Uh, I tried it next to the Smooth Ambler Old Scout, just a hundred proof three year. Mm. And I thought the uh, Tumbling Dice was far more mature than Smooth Ambler at five years old. Uh, it was also darker. Mm. And I put them side by side in a glass, noticeably darker, and it's two years younger. Antioch has a pick from them too right now. Ooh, I wonder how that is. It's probably some pretty cool stuff. I picked up their Larceny pick yesterday. It was pretty good. I want to try. Is it barrel proof? No. No? That was the only unfortunate thing about I want to try it. barrel proof Larceny. I think that could be really good, too. And also, getting back to picking and choosing stuff, I would give anything. Like, 
why don't they sell off some of those Heaven Hill uh, weeder barrels? And I, I mean, few and far between, but I would love for somebody to, I mean, I, I get it, uh, Willett did that, but how cool would it be to blend some of that stuff? I think it would work good in a blend. Uh, larceny can sometimes, I think the, the weeders in general can taste young until they're like seven, eight years old. Yeah, they have to be older. So I would love to see even blending it with uh, older stock maybe. Well, if you listen to Crazy Naz, his, uh, his Elijah Craig is weeder. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. I wouldn't put it past Heaven Hill to do that, though, because I've, I've heard back in the day, back when you could get, like, a McKenna single barrel and back when you could get, like, a whatever else, they would do basically anything you asked for. I don't think they do that now. They don't do that anymore? No. Because they'd have to change the label. They couldn't put it as bourbon. They'd have to put a wheat that's whiskey. W- it's, no, wheated bourbon. Well, they'd have to put wheated bourbon on it. On Elijah Craig Would barrel? They? Yeah. No, they could probably put bourbon. They no, could keep they'd it a bourbon. Wheat. Because they had to change it for the rye. They'd have to change it for the wheat. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Uh, you they, might be able to get away with it. Uh, I'm Okay. Now, now we're talking about... You're going, by, you're going by the old going, Jeff Manningly <laughs> school of thought on labeling here. That's Well, <laughs> no, I'm going by... If it's just labeled a straight bourbon... Uh, as long as it's 51 corn aged in new oak, I think you would be good to go. I don't think you would have to put designations as to the secondary grain for the TTB. Yeah, I guess. But again, you're talking something that everybody knows as being a certain mash bill and bottling something that's a different mash bill under it. And if it was high, if it was a wheat, everybody would know yeah. it was a wheat. It wouldn't just be on his website. Oh, yeah. He's just a crazy son of a bitch. Oh, don't, don't give me, yeah. But, uh <sighs> feel bad about all that stuff that happened too like i feel bad about those people that lost the barrel um, well, i thought you felt bad about crazy nass for a second i was like all right no i felt bad interview about the people over that lost you're out <laughs> they lost the barrel uh, uh bourbon enthusiast yeah and and hopefully you know it it's good that and now we're actually working with the the same people that rep uh smoke wagon yeah so we're we're with that same guy and uh smoke wagon stand up stand up guy uh yeah. and then the dis- from what I know, um, that distribution network and the people that are repping the brands are stand-up people too. So it's good that they're uh, making things right. Yeah. Speaking of distribution, are you moving into any new states? I know you're in. Yeah, we just entered uh, Illinois. Uh, no, we've been in Illinois for a while. We're entering California. We've got an order pending, uh, state approval or whatever it is. Uh, huh. Texas, Tennessee. Uh, we're we're really starting to move now that we've got. Some better start traction. buying some more barrels. Yeah, uh, we straight up ran out of barrels yeah. uh, in December, so that's a good problem to have. Um, but it also means that I think I've got to get my creative juices flowing for expanding the brand, and and that's kind of where the blended whiskey came from, which yeah. was good. And I'm I'm always looking like. Uh, Kind of like I said earlier, if I find like Wilderness Trail, I've sent them an email like, hey, how cool would it be if you sold a barrel to me and we independently bottled it or we blended it? And of course, about 90% of them are, are like, no, never. <laughs> but th- but there's, there's a few of them that are like, I think it'd be really interesting to see what yeah. would happen. Um, well, they contract it still, but you buy, you got to buy a certain amount and then you got to wait for it to age. Yeah, you have to wait for it to age and... what i want is experimental stuff so so if i got you know we did 10 barrels of this it was kind of funky and this is how it turned out like that's what i want um bardstown bourbon company has actually been very open about it and we're like yeah here's here's some ideas of some stuff that we're experimenting with uh i'll tell you right now that they're not going to be a big bottling for us so if you want access to them you can absolutely have it 
So I think that's cool. I, I like the idea of being the person that can do the, the stuff that's experimental, but they don't necessarily think it fits their brand profile. I saw they just came out with a new bottling that was MGP. Yeah. But finished in some other barrels. Uh, wine wine barrels, barrels. And I believe one was a... Uh, It was Copper and Kings. It was a brandy yeah. barrel. There you go. I hopefully, I hope it was better than the first two I tried from there that I thought was. I like Discovery terrible. series a lot. It was I, okay. I liked it. Uh, it, put, it. There was zero finish to it. It was like for the money you pay for it. Is that? Yeah, that's, it was like 150 bucks. Yeah. Then again, I think that's a sign of what things are selling for right now on the market. Unfortunately, but. I, I've heard good things. I, I actually heard uh, last week that there's going to be some big brands starting to sell off some stock. Um, I think people overprepared for the bourbon boom. Mm. I think people loaded up on a lot of stock. And no, I'm not going to say that you know it's going to be raining barrels, but I think we're going to start to see barrels on the market. And, and again, prices start to decrease a little bit on the sourced bourbon market. So that's good for everybody. Yes, it is. He's getting you, out of hand. You got to get closer to that mic. Oh, yeah. Get close to you it. Gotta eat lick the it. Mic. Oh, lick well, a little please bit. Please don't put your your mouth on it. <laughs> but get as close as you can without licking it. So, what's uh, how many how many new blenders are you going to have in this series? You have an idea. I want to just keep going and see have where it goes. You got commitments from other ones. Uh, I've got commitments from one uh, ex master distiller from a big name Kentucky uh, distillery. Uh, I'm happy about that one, but before I have another Kentucky one, I, I want to go with somebody different. So I would like to go from Kentucky to, I was thinking both Canadian or uh, Scotch. I think a, it would be badass to have a uh, Scotch master blender blending American whiskey, mm. which is just funky. What about Japan? I thought about that too. The problem is, is there's a uh, big language barrier that I am uh, not good at overcoming. So... <laughs> it's a lot easier to talk to an Englishman or a Scotchman than it is to talk to somebody that doesn't speak the same language as you. Is it Scotchman? Scot? Isn't it Scotchman or just Scotch? Scotch? No, no, no. Just like a person from no, Scotland. I'm saying are they just called the Scotch or are they called Scotchman? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> Look it up, producer. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna call him a Scotchman or an Irishman. Scottish. Scottish, Scottish guy. Whatever. Yeah. Scotchman. So I think that'll be pretty cool. Scotsman, okay. All the Scotsmen, man. I'm going with Scotch. Whatever. Call them. Call the Scotch. Want some stuff from them? <laughs> yeah, I think that's gonna be fun. And then uh, I know that there's a lot of, you know, like I said, hopefully other distilleries that start to uh, release some stock. And um, the more that this sort of idea for the uh, blended bourbon came along, people started comparing it to barrel, obviously. Uh, and, and I think Barrel is dead on. I love what they do, but I think the difference is instead of having the same person blending every time, you've got these different people from around the world sharing their influences, tastes, and everything on the finished product. I heard the Bloms will sell you a barrel for $10,000. Wow. Yeah. I think uh, I, I think there's one distillery Look out there. Look at that there. guy. He needs yeah. vests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they certainly do. <laughs> I want to blend some of their stuff. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, get some like trying uh, to get this guy in an unemployment line. Some five-year bourbon, mix it with some old light whiskey. Just tell him add some rye. You want to throw light whiskey in everything? 
Well, I, I first off, love light whiskey. <laughs> His fiance I, said, yep. And I also does. love it as, as a blender. So, I mean, traditionally it was a blender in Scotland, uh, well, it does single grained. Well. Yeah, it blends very well. It also helps with uh, finishes. I think it elongates the finish of, of the underlying whiskey. Nothing like an elongated finish. Oh, speaking of, give me two seconds. I'm going to grab that, uh, that other one. Okay. She liked it. As long as I get one life laugh in the crowd, that's fine. So we're waiting for Gene to go get another uh, bottle out of his stash under the... You still didn't bring my T-shirt either. I, uh, we made two of them. No, we made three of them. You were supposed and to make a fourth. They and they all fit as tight as this. <laughs> all right, I'm it's out. I'm good. out then. It's not good. I could give that to my son. They screwed up. This one was supposed to be a size larger. He's big for his age. I think uh, I'm decent. Like a buck eighty-five. He's a ninetieth percentile. He's got it for head. You want to try this? Sure. Now, <laughs> this is all MGP. That shirt would probably fit him though. Hey, I want you to tell me what it tastes like. <laughs> Big kid. He is a big kid. A big kid. So this is uh, something I've been experimenting with. And uh, you talk about you want to throw light in everything. Well, there are, yeah, <laughs> throw light in everything. But I, I think using it as a base or blending it into some other spirits can actually create a pretty cool end product. What is that? Whiskey. Shit, it's whiskey. Oh. Directly, I obviously there's light whiskey in it because you just told me that. It's all MGP. Should tell you something else. Is it young, young uh, wheat? Is it wheat and light whiskey? 36 rye bourbon, two and a half year with the light whiskey. That's nice. Now, the thing that I don't like about the light whiskey, uh, not light, sorry, uh, the young uh, bourbon in general from MGPs, you kind of get that baby sick. I really don't like that. You ever get that? Baby sick. Yeah, it kind of tastes like like baby puke almost. Oh, it's well, like I don't the know. finish. I've never, I've never tasted baby puke. Well, it's, it's I've only the tasted smell adult and puke. the. My yeah, I, I kind of get that though, uh, and I think that comes from the young rye notes. But I think that that I don't get that in that. No, <laughs> it it kind of takes the youngness off of it, and uh, this is what I wanted my smooth ambler old scout American whiskey sort of. Whiskey I like my youngness off of it too. <laughs> I should be wearing my strap. Oh, I got it. I just don't have it locked and loaded. Yeah, I think this stuff's pretty good. Yeah, Martin hooked it up with all kinds of goodies. And no, it's not old MGP, but it's something kind of in the middle that gives you some bourbon notes along with the light notes. What do you think? I'm getting there. <laughs> we can cut that to a uh, 107 proof and what is it now uh buck 26 25 yeah at 107 proof we could it could be retailed around 45 bucks which is right in the range of that american whiskey that's good. 
it's solid. Yeah. Something worth picking up. Have you ever have you ever thought about doing a blend with sparkling ice? <laughs> I do a blend with sparkling ice every weekend. I blend a shot of whiskey with it. I do enjoy though uh pomegranate blueberry. Oh, you were going a different direction. Yeah, I, I blend whiskey with a bunch of weird stuff, though. Uh, I mean, coffee's a classic, but doing 50-50s. I've been doing a uh, white Russian with bourbon. So good. Mm. So beyond good. And obviously, you're swapping out the vodka, and then uh, you can also swap out the Kahlua for just straight espresso. You should and, bottle oh that and call it the Big Lombowski. It's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've been experimenting with that. Uh, Dave Schmier posted a Big Lebowski with the White Russian. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to start experimenting and see what happens. Well, it's really good. Um, I have a problem with cream in my whiskey. It turns out okay. Yeah. I mean, the whole the bourbon creams are big. That sounds like a bad idea. They're big. Everybody bottles one. All the big players do. He's what? He's got me hooked on a Bourbon cream. Bourbon cream. That sounds like a terrible vomit night. Well, it's famous stuff. Everybody has one. I was at a New Year's Eve party once, and we mixed uh, a Big Red. You know what Big Red is? Yeah, it's gross. Big Red? With, it's uh, gross was, on its own. I set up and, uh, like, projectile vomited in the middle of the night. Big Red vomit. It was a bad night. Was it red? Did it come out red? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing, too, that I kind of want to talk about, what are your thoughts on uh, branded whiskey? Like a TV show branded whiskey. <laughs> you brought this up already. She's a Le- she's a Letter Kenny fan. I guess. She's a big Letter Kenny fan. I hate that show. I couldn't make it through a half an episode. I love Letter Kenny, and I can't. It's pretty good. But I'll try. Just for you, I'll try. Yep. I mean, if Canadians love it and Americans love it, you're doing something right. I'm in the demographic that likes a lot of stupid shit. That's a stupid shit show. That is stupid. That is a stupid That's shit show. That's almost too much for me. <laughs> I'm a Family Guy fan, so yeah, it's around the same level. But My wife loves SpongeBob. I know that loves there's... it. SpongeBob's pretty good. <laughs> I, I really do like SpongeBob. Really? Oh, I like it. I like Simpsons, too. I like South Park. I like South Park a lot. You, you all can't watch TV together. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I think uh, there are definitely some people in the whiskey community that are kind of like, no, you should never do a branded thing, like Walking Dead whiskey sucks and whatever. But I think if somebody does it right, it could be really good. It's all about what you make of it. So I uh, reached out to the Letterkenny agents and was like, hey, can I make a real Gus and Brew, which is their you know fictional whiskey, and they're working on it, but what I would it? love to do that. What, what is, is it? Gus and Brew. So Gus and Brew is like this. It's a Canadian whiskey, and but it's from the TV show. Oh, and it's so not it's a real a product. Yeah, it's a it's a fake product made for the show, uh, and I wanted to make it real. I thought it was like a mixed drink or something. They nope. Made. It's it's kind of funny. It's labeled an Irish rye whiskey uh, because Letterkenny's an Irish town, oh. um, but obviously I'd source a Canadian rye and do that. I mean, would it be it tastes pretty good? The Cheaper Canadian rye can get taste pretty good, uh, and I'm not going to cut it to 40. It's going to be 107. Uh, <laughs> could do Gus and Brew like full strength and buck 50. <laughs> Is that a fondue table? 
Yeah, there is there is a uh, like a dipping sauce table. Oh. So sweet and sour sauce. Oh, I'm out on that then. I thought it was it, cheese. I was about to leave this right now. Oh, it's good though. It's all sweet good. Sweet and sour sauce and bread. I don't think I don't think it's like Asian sweet and sour. It's a it's a pretty good. I dipped something in it. I think I dipped a piece of bread in it. I'm about to talk to them about their hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> yeah, they had some hors d'oeuvres that were like too fancy for me, and I'm not a fancy guy. Yeah. So there was like. It was like a wrapped scallop. <laughs> like, Shit, I need those. <laughs> they have. They have, have I'm not later. a seafood fan though. So, turn the lights back up. Yeah. What time is it? I don't know, but I gotta head out. All so. right. Well, let's cut this off. You got anything to say in closing? No. Enjoy today. Uh, let's have a good time. All right. Well, until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family and. Go to www.giftsonglass.net to get all your Bourbon Boys merch. Uh, we now have a uh, page, so you just have to go there and click on Bourbon Boys and get it all. So until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.